Blog Talk Radio. Right here on Never Had It So Good. Where are they now? A look back at the athlete's journey. A walk down memory lane all the way up to the present. A discussion about teammates, impact coaches, competition, and how their team prepared them for real life. We groove with it all. Host David Riley, Tim Moore, and Princess Cooper. Live on www.neverhaditsogoodsportsradio.com. All right, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. That's right down Duck's Alley right there. That's his kind of music when he starts talking Earth, Wind, and Fire and the Temptations. Little Baby doesn't mean anything to Duck Riley. But let me just say hello to him. How are you, sir? <laughs> I, I'm trying to get my breath back. I just robot <laughs> back to my seat. So. <laughs> At some point, we're going to have to come on into 2023 and and elevate from the robot. But it's okay, Duck. At least you're moving. I hear, though, while you were with the stars that you were a dancer, especially in the end zone. Is that true, Duck? Tell the listeners. I don't know. It sounds like you're breaking up. I must be in the tunnel, Princess. Okay. No West Virginia jokes today, Duck. I already looked at Glenn Corbin, and he is West Virginia football. So I'm going to stay away from the jokes today. I want to honor our guests. But, oh, as soon as he gets off the air, let's welcome him <laughs> to the show. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Corbin is Cor- on. Corbin is on. And I can't contest. I can't contest. David Rowley was a dancer. <laughs> he was a dancer. Oh, yes, yes. he was. <laughs> Not only in the end zone, other places as well. <laughs> Hey, Chris, this is my college room. This is my college roommate, so we don't we don't want to ask him anything, any questions. We want to just keep it straight. Well, Mr. Corbin, now straight. that I know this is your college roommate, Duck, you can go ahead and get off. I got this show, so let me just. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got all the secrets. Hold on, hold on a minute. Let me get my family off comment. <laughs> no, let your family stay right there. Go get your wife. So, Mr. Corbin. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> At least, did he have an afro? Now, I've seen some pictures where Duck had hair longer than mine. He had an afro, didn't he? Oh, yes, he did. His freshman year through his senior year, he had a lot of it, too. It was a big afro. <laughs> yeah. One of those. You, you know, yeah, one of those you used to see on on TV. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Glenn, this is not still the big, man. <laughs> we, need, we need to get to talking about Glenn Corbin. We, uh, hey, man, for the listeners out there, uh, I have no idea what they're talking about, so we're going to move on. <laughs> Let's move on before we get us all in trouble. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, Duck, I'll come back at the end. Right. Let me know when Tim's on. All right. Okay. I uh, Glenn, just want to kind of uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got started into sports. Well, actually, you know, I was a quiet kid. You know, I was always taller than the average, you know, kid, so I was always at the back of the line. But I never really got interested in sports until – 
I got into high school, you know, various top wanted coaches would always, you know, kind of like corner me and say, hey, Glenn, don't you want to play for this team? I'm like, no, I'm not playing until I get to high school. Not playing until I get to high school. There was a guy on Astor Place, Jersey City, where I grew up, George Lasseter. He was kind of like a big brother to block, and he taught us all how to play football, how to throw football, how to catch, how to tackle. And, you know, we didn't have much dirt. We actually played on the streets, concrete. Right. So I was a I was a good player, football, basketball, baseball, but I would not play for any pop wanted team, nobody, until I got to high school. So I had an interest in sports since I was about seven, eight years old, but just kind of held back you know, until I got to high school. And when I got to high school, nobody knew who I was. Like, who's this guy? You know, and, I, you know, I started playing very well. And, you know, coaches was, like, impressed. And it's like, hey, you know, you know, with football, I was a starter as a sophomore, basketball, baseball. You know, the coaches begged me to play. So I had an interest in sports, you know, from a young age. Okay. And um, Go ahead. Go ahead. And, you know, just like, you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed – you know, playing, you know, I was very competitive, uh, you know, just very competitive to the point where it was almost like, I don't want to say angry, but, you know, I didn't like to lose, you know, and I would just get very upset, but it was, it kind of helped me out, you know, it's like, you know, this guy's really good, but he, he doesn't play around, you know, you gotta, you gotta really play with this guy, he's coming at you. <laughs> so, it was, you know, it was just one of those, just growing, you know, growing up, learning how to play and, uh, you know, just really enjoying it. Okay, Glenn. Now, you yep. waited till you got into high school, which is pretty much different from probably anybody we head on. Usually, and I'm sure you know this, a lot of times when people come on, they talk about, hey, you know, uh, Pop Warner or uh, Midget League football, uh, same thing with basketball, or even playing uh, in middle school. But you, you mm-hmm. go right into high school. When in high school, did you realize, like, hmm, I might have something here. I might be able to get a scholarship. In my my sophomore year, <laughs> you know, my, my freshman team, yeah, my my freshman team, we went undefeated and unscored on, you know, freshman football. And wow. you know, the, I had a cousin that played, so they always knew I had, you know, my cousin was pretty good, and um, matter of fact, he was a good athlete, and they kind of like you know, kept an eye on me saying, well, maybe we got something with Glenn here. And, you know, sure enough, as they put me in, you know, tested me, you know, I came through, you know, defense, you know, I was a really good quarterback. I mean, I was a better quarterback than I was a a free safety, you know, but we had other quarterbacks, you know, we had two other decent quarterbacks and I was kind of like an athlete. I could play pretty much any position. You could put me on the end. You could put me in the backfield. I was tall and skinny. You know, but very just you know deceptive. You know, it's like wow, this guy's good. <laughs> so I really didn't develop, you know, like I say in um, top one of football or TV football or basketball like that. I kind of reserved myself. When I look at a lot of kids today, the way their parents put them in these sports, you know, they get to college, high school, they kind of like burnt out already. So I kind of like feel I had an advantage as to. Uh, you know, my enthusiasm and, you know, just getting out there playing and, you know, going 100% where some of these kids were already burnt out. Okay, that's a great point you brought up. But, Glenn, did you mm-hmm. not feel 
like uh, you missed out on something because I know myself playing early, I kind of picked up a lot of the basic fundamentals. So you don't think you missed out on anything? No, I, I really don't, David. Um, like I say, we had like a, a big brother on the block, this guy named George Lasseter. And as I was like, you know, seven, eight years old, he was already in high school and he was a quarterback and, you know, he would go to practice and then, you know, he would leave practice, you know, and he would gather us up and he would pretty much teach us everything that he went through that particular day. So we always look forward to, you know, George coming around, teaching us different things, how to throw, how to catch, how to run. So he, I mean, so, I mean, that's where I got my experience from. So I really don't think I missed out on um, Pop Warner Ball. You know, my brothers used to play, and I used to follow them down to the field. And, again, the coaches were saying, well, Glenn, don't you want to play? I'm like, nope, not playing until I get to high school. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was kind of weird, but, you know, it kind of worked out for me. Okay. Now, now Glenn. Okay, you're going to high school, your sophomore year, you feel that you can get a scholarship. Now, let's talk about some of the college visits and why you chose the school that you chose. Well, I actually had, let me see, I went to uh, Brown University for a visit, you know, Ivy League school, um, and that was cold. And, uh, you know, that's up in, and it was very cold up there, and, you know, during my visit, you know, it, it was like uh, towards the end of the semester, so they actually athletes were in the dorm studying, so we really didn't do anything. And I'm like, you know, it was kind of boring. So but when I went to West Virginia, I think it was in February, and it was just one of those warm days in Morgantown. And it just really impressed me that, wow, this is nice weather. You know, they got a nice coliseum here, nice dorms. I, I think this is it. You know, I think this is where I'm going to come. And um, I had the opportunity to actually go to other Ivy League school. Uh, what's the one up north? Uh, I went to Brown. Um, I forget which one it was, but it was another one up there in Connecticut. And um, another one I went to, actually two other Ivy League schools I had visits to. But, I, you know, I wasn't really interested in that. And actually a professor from a college in Jersey City, you know, one of the coaches from one of these Ivy League schools actually called him, and I didn't know who this professor was. So he called me, you know, on the phone, you know, because I guess he got my number from one of his coaches, called me and said, you know, Glenn, come on up to uh, Jersey City State College, you know, I want to talk to you. And um, he kind of grilled me. He's like, look, you're missing a great opportunity. You know, Ivy League school, you know, prestige. You know, but I was kind of bent on – West Virginia, I mean, it just West Virginia just appealed to me. So, you know, I kind of look back sometimes and say, wow, should I have gone there? But, you know, going to one of those schools. But I look at the experiences that I had at West Virginia, the people that I met, and even how it impacted my life today with my family, you know, my first wife, Marsha, you know, my son, Marcus, and his granddaughter. You know, I look at it as I was blessed. You know, so I think I made a good choice in going to West Virginia. And if I had to do it all over again, I'll do it exactly the same way. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm, glad you went. I'm glad you came too, bro. But anyway, uh, <laughs> now, Glenn, okay, you go yes. through there. Now, you, you, you're at West Virginia, mm-hmm. and you, you're thinking ahead, you know, like 
like you were definitely the student athlete. When you got out of West Virginia, what, how, and you got your first job, what did you take from playing sports that you could kind of put into the work that you were doing with your first job? Well, what I learned, you know, sports kind of teach you responsibility and that other people actually rely on you coming through, you know, doing your part. So from an organization perspective and actually being a team player, I, I learned a lot, you know, just from high school and college, you know, being that team player, you know, being, you know, responsible, doing what I'm supposed to do on certain plays. You know, and it all kind of fell into perspective. And then, you know, once I got my first job, you know, I kind of like related to that, you know, heavily. You know, and I used to kind of like preach that to other people as well. Even kids growing up, I said, you know, sports is, is a great teaching. It doesn't just teach you, you know, athletics. It teaches you teamwork. It teaches you how to respect, you know, other guys on your team and, you know, teaches you a lot of responsibility. You just can't, you know, play and not go to practice. I mean, practice is part of learning how to be a team player. You know, the coaches depend on you. So, you know, those were two things that are really kind of brought out in me, you know, just being a responsible individual, you know, coming through on, you know, if people depended on me, I actually came through for them. I did what I was supposed to do. So it kind of like impacted my life, you know, just being responsible. And it actually benefited me, you know, in the long run as well. So that that responsibility, that team teamwork, team player, and, uh, you know, just being, you know, doing what I was supposed to do, you know, coming through, kind of like really helped. So those are the things that I learned, you know, in sports. Okay, I'm going to uh, turn you over to my other co-host, uh, Tim Moore, uh, for a few questions, and then back to uh, me, then back to Princess. All right, Tim. Glenn, you, you talked about choosing uh, West Virginia over a couple of uh, Ivy League schools, and I, I guess I'm curious if you're giving advice to a young uh, man who is looking at a college who has some athletic ability and is, uh, has some choices, um, what are some of the things, based upon your experience, that you would you would recommend to them that they uh, that they uh, look for in uh, the appropriate college for them? Well, I look at it like this: if you know my parents, you know, were educated, you know, high school educated, and I, I really, my brother, oldest brother, was kind of like my mentor. But no one actually guided me as far as what college I should actually go to. If I had to do it, well, if I was to make a recommendation to a young man, young woman, you know, as far as what college they should go to, I would tell them to go to the Ivy League school. And that's just based on, you know, my experience and learning what benefits come from just attending the Ivy League school. You know, you get such an advantage in the business world. So I would recommend, I mean, West Virginia was my choice. I loved it. But knowing what I know now, I would have gone to an Ivy League school. I would, I would have gone to Brown University. So, so you would suggest the, that, that they place the academics and the, the, uh, the reputation of the academics of, of the university over their, uh, their athletic ability? Yes, that is correct. And, you know, I also look at it from a numbers perspective. You know, when you look at sports 
and you look at the, just the sheer number of colleges in this country, there's thousands of them. How many college athletes do you actually have? You know, I mean, the odds of making it are like slim and none, you know. Mm-hmm. So even from that perspective, Ken, you'll enjoy it. it teach you a lot, organization skills, teamwork, and so forth. But focus more on your education. Focus more on getting that degree. Focus more on, you know, what you want to become in the future. Think about your future, not just from a sports perspective. And even if you make it in sports, Keep that background, keep that education, you know, where you can actually use it, you know, once you finish, because you're not going to play sports too long. Four years is the average time for a football player. Eight years, I think, is for a basketball player. It's that long. So they're going to need to fall back on something. So I would recommend or suggest to a kid, get to education, you know, not just sports. Okay, Glenn, mm-hmm. you you played uh, I think for uh, for both Coach Bowden and for Coach Signetti, or Frank Signetti at West Virginia, if I'm not mistaken. Um, talk that to us correct. a little bit. About, yeah, talk to us a little bit about, if you would, about the uh, the things that uh, that you saw, because I'm sure you know with the success that Coach Bowden went on to have, um, you know, in his career at Florida State, uh, you were pretty proud to be able to say that that was my coach at one time. Uh, talk to us about their impact. Well, Coach Bowden, I mean, he <laughs> he, was, he was just a tremendous individual. You know, uh, when I was in high school, you know, I didn't hear anything about Bobby Bowden. I guess he was just a young man at this point in time. You know, but once I got to West Virginia, I saw how he cared about his players. The man, you know, I'd never heard him say a foul word in his life. There's always something positive, you know, positive advice that he would give every kid. And he knew his football. I mean, he was just, uh, you know, I think I was blessed just to be under his tutorial, you know, for the one year before he left West Virginia going to Florida State. You know, and he taught me so much as far as, you know, just, again, being a team player, you know, how to participate and, you know, just working out, being a good, you know, team player as well. Frank Signetti, on the other hand, I didn't see, you know, not to be negative, but I, I, I just, to me, he was not like, he wasn't a Bobby Bowden. You know, by no measures in my my view, he wasn't like a Bobby Bowden. But, uh, again, again, he was a good coach, and but there was, there was, to my opinion, there was no comparison between him and Bobby Bowden. You know, even, even the family, Terry Bowden, Tom Bowden, Jeff, all them guys were, like, just wonderful people. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Lynn, you brought up some uh, great points, and, and I want to make sure that Tim and Princeton uh, understand this. When I was when I was coming out, Glenn, like I said, Glenn and I came in together. See, they had fooled me. They had told me West Virginia U was an Ivy League school. That's why I went there. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want y'all. I just want y'all to know that they they fooled me. But anyway, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, Glenn, what, yes, what is it that you miss most about college or uh, uh, football? Hmm, what do I miss most about college football? I mean, or, there's, there's not or, much or, I miss. Or, or just college, period. You know, it don't have to be just about football. Well, college, I think, 
every young man, every young woman should experience college. It, it really teaches you, you know, how to live on your own, how to take care of yourself, how to become an adult. Um, the just the relationships with different people, you know, you meet different people from different states, different places, and actually visiting these places with them, I, I kind of miss that because once you get into the work environment, you know, it kind of becomes, you know, you're now responsible, you're a homeowner, you have family, you're not able to conversate or actually get out and actually have that freedom that you have as a, a college student. College is is just a great experience that I think every kid, and not just going to college, but going away to college, leave home, go somewhere out of state and learn how to become an individual, learn how to become a responsible individual. And I think college is a great experience for any kid, and they should actually do that. So that's what I kind of miss, you know, just, you know, the freedom, you know, learning, you know, going into class, sitting down, studying, you know, going to parties. And, you know, you get into, you know, a lot of mischievous things, too, in college. Not not things that are going to get you in trouble, but just like fun things. And, you know, you and me, David, you know, we, we did a lot of fun things. Hey, hey, Glenn, hey, Glenn, leave me out of it, man. <laughs> he was your roommate, Duck. Could you let Glenn talk? <laughs> oh, boy. We had, we had a ball, you know, and I, I miss that dearly, you know. And uh, But if we had a ball, though, you know, so I just miss that, that, that fun freedom that we had as college kids, you know. Not having to work, but just like it's like a free ride, you know. Here you go. Just all you got to do is learn to play football. <laughs> hey, yeah, Glenn, but I miss you know, that. <laughs> you, you, you know, Duck. I like the candidness that Glenn comes with because, because uh, quite honestly, yeah. I remember probably about as much about the parties as I do of anything I learned in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we, we, we learn we learn how to dance, you know, at the parties, you know, with the girls, you know. It's like wow. <laughs> Well, how many girls did Duck dance? Oh, uh, hey, ho, 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 ho. Hey, hey, Tim, get this, you get that. Hey, but, oh, but Glenn, but you didn't tell uh, Princess and Tim about the great, the greatest fond memory that you had of uh, being an honorary person from the patch, you know, going to the patch. <laughs> Go oh, down wow. to uh, Norfolk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was I tell you, you know, the, the one thing that I I even tell people this today, Rally, you know, I never knew what a hollow was. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was a road that went about five miles between two mountains and came to a dead end. And, <laughs> and you know, we, you know, we, we. I think we went to church. You know, you, your mom. We all went to church, and the church was down in the hollow. And I can remember going down this road. I'm looking up on the mountain on the left side, looking up a mountain on the right side. I says, "Wow, this reminds me of the McCormicks and the Hatfields." <laughs> you know, you know, shooting at each other across the across the mountains. But I, that's my fondest memory of going down to the park rally. <laughs> I tell people that today. <laughs> All right, Princess, you can have it. You can have Glenn. <laughs> Glenn, I have two questions for you. And, and one is just talk, tell me your thoughts about college football 
2022-2023. Um, your thoughts about overall and, and, and the emergence of Georgia, and then a little bit just, you know, we only have a couple minutes about the NIL and the transfer portal. Well, personally, you know, I'm in favor of a kid staying in school for like four years. I think that transfer mm-hmm. portal kind of like, you know, sets some kids back. I think it benefits some, you know, but for the most part, I think it's a, it's a detriment to uh, college athletes. I mean, you know, coaches, they go out and they scout, and they, they put a lot of time into selecting, you know, players that they want to, you know, offer scholarships to. And it's a lot of time and effort they put into that. And to have a kid, you know, come to a school and then he's going to decide, well, you know, I just want to leave. I, I think it's a bad thing, you know, for the, for the colleges itself and actually for the kids because you don't hear too many of them actually make it, you know, once they get into this portal. Like I say, there's a few. But I think college football, for the most part, hmm, it, it's not like it used to be. I mean, kids played. I mean, aggressive and hard. You know, you look at some of these kids today, I mean, you know, they're, they're not as tough, they're not as, you know, vigilant. They're not the same type of players that came up when, you know, I came up. You know, we were like just, I don't want to say crazy, but we were like, <laughs> you know, you just wanted to knock somebody's head off. <laughs> and you can't do that today. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like they kind of like took the joy out of, you know, that contact and, you know, a, a young man, I mean, I mean, that's where we get the joy from just that contact, you know, and I don't see that today in football. I think it's more of a, uh, I mean, I think it's good for the safety of the players, but from the uh, benefit of, or from the perspective of, you know, getting that good hit in there and trying to, you know, I, I think they've taken all that away in the portal again. I think it's, it's not a good thing for the, for the coaches and the amount of time that they spend in recruiting, you know, actually kids. I hope I answered your question. You did. You did. Um, if you can quickly just talk, I always try to ask everyone about social media. Would you like to have had social media back, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram when you and Duck were roommates? Are you okay missing that whole era? Need Duck out of it. <laughs> You know, today I kind of look back and I wonder, it's like, how do we, how do we function, you know, without social media? I mean, we were, we were able to function, we were able to travel, we were able to communicate. I mean, we communicated with each other. We we made we made phone calls. You know, we talked to each other. We wrote letters. I think social media kind of like takes the actual social aspect out of people actually socializing. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I I think it's a bad thing, you know, particularly for these young kids, you know, like you get a little baby, you know, they're picking up phones and learning how to swipe before they can talk, you know, and it's like, and you hear about the suicides and, you know, the, the mental stress that it puts on these kids and, you know, the things that they really care about, that, you know, they, they think more of what other people think about them based on, you know, uh, a text message or I, I don't even know the terms they use, a blast or whatever, you know, when they send these messages out and, group chats and stuff like that. I think it's a terrible thing. And I was just telling my wife the other day, the government needs to put some type of check on a kid, you know, actually holding the phone. They shouldn't be 18 years old before you can actually start texting. You know, babies, (laughs) I think (laughs) is. 
<laughs> you know, but I'm I'm kind of like you know I enjoy I, I enjoy talking to people, partying. Kids don't do that today. You know, it's all because of, no? they'd rather sit down there in their room. You know, either on a, some type of video game or some type of phone. You know, texting to each other about this is what I'm doing, and they're sitting at the house doing nothing. You know, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm against it. Yeah. Okay. We we mm-hmm. we we're about out of time, and I know Duck is glad. We're gonna have to get you back. Now that I okay. have a connection and I know you're the roommate, we'll get you back before college football <laughs> starts because I have several more questions for sure. Is that cool, Doc? Okay, you're breaking up. I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> Glenn Corbin, thank you very much. I won't tell all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Glenn oh. Corbin. We appreciate it. Um, we got to get out of the way for another show here. With with Lin, Lindy Kelfer and we we appreciate you being on and and you this uh, is the quietest Duck has you. ever been doing a show the quietest oh, oh boy that's good <laughs> and thank you for inviting me and I you know I really enjoyed it and yes you know whenever you want me to come back you know just shoot me a text or you know give yes, me a call awesome. thank you very much Duck, Valley, yes. talk to you later buddy <laughs> all right Rumi <laughs> All right, we'll take care. Peace. All right. Never had it so good with Tim Moore and Duck Riley. I'm Princess Cooper. We'll be at, back here in about 30 seconds at the top of the hour. <laughs> 